0: Welcome to the Iron Society Podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Iron Society podcast. I'm Cody Chapman, along here with... Nick Milligan. Nick Milligan. Um, Gosh, second video podcast. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. We need a bigger card, because we have have 27 minutes.
1: Yeah, we got to figure that out.
0: So luckily for you, right now, you know this will not go longer than 27 minutes, and I have a stopwatch on my watch right now. Fancy. To make sure that, gosh dang it. (laughs) Um... Man, I got to tell you, um, and, and we're not going to take much time on this, but last night's Iron Society call Ooh, yeah. was powerful. It was. Like, powerful. Very. Um, the past few weeks, we've been going through what it means to be a son of God. And what, what impresses me about all the guys in the Iron Society right now, watching them take notes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. ask questions, and then in the days following the call, like... Actually, putting things into practice and be like, no, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live. This is what I'm going to choose because of
1: this. Yeah, actually taking action.
0: Oh my gosh. It's, it's so powerful. And, we'll, and we just a couple weeks ago, we talked about being men of action. So, might have planned that. It's <laughs> weird, right? Or it's just a universal principle that we can talk about with Christian men for applying so many ways. Years. Yes. But today, we're here to talk about something else, Um, not being men of action, Um, but we're here to, I'm gonna gonna put my notes, actually, on my phone, because we're here to actually talk about three crucial things every man needs in his life. Um, These three things, I believe, if you don't have these in your life, in some form or fashion, purposefully and intentionally, you will make and find destructive ones of the same exact things. And to kick it off, we'll just tell, it's, we're going to pull this straight from a John Eldridge quote. And he says this, deep in his heart, every man longs for a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. Deep in his heart, every man longs for a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. Um, those are the three things that, I mean, gosh, John wrote that book. It was, man, Wild at Heart, maybe written
1: 30 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those words are still incredibly true. Yeah,
1: I need to reread that book. It's been a long time since I've read that. It's
0: it, what I have come to see in men's lives are typically some of the greatest areas of contention in their life or the greatest areas of struggle is because they did not have these three things. And like I said, they created an artificial one.
1: Mm-hmm. And what
0: I mean by that is if you've not chosen an intentional battle to fight, an intentional adventure to live or how you will intentionally rescue a beauty or your beauty being your wife, you will find and create, even subconsciously, artificial destructive ones to actually get you there. And, and what I mean by that is this. Let's just go with a battle to fight, right? And, and we'll just jump right into a battle to fight here. So if a man does not choose a battle he is going to actively be engaged in. And by a battle, I mean something that you are trying to conquer to get victory, Mm -hmm. right? That Mm -hmm. is what a battle is. When a battle is fought, it is to gain territory, gain land, and ultimately achieve victory in some area. I think if a man does not intentionally and purposefully choose what battle he is engaged in, because deep in his heart, he wants one he's going to artificially create one. Here's, and here's a great example. The man doesn't have one. I would venture to guess, and I've seen it in real life where maybe alcohol starts getting consumed a little more, right? Just a couple beers here and there, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a a few more with the boys on the weekend, watching football, this or that. Then it starts becoming a little more, then it's even more frequent. And then you're kind of getting drunk here and there. You're saying some things you shouldn't say. You're doing some things you shouldn't do. You're acting certain ways, blah, 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 right? You're more tired, so you're showing up at work. Your boss is getting pissed off. Your work isn't as high quality. You're not engaging with your kids as much because you're a little buzzed at night, you know, to take the edge off from your crappy day at work. And then all of a sudden, it comes to a head, and your wife confronts you about it. Hey, I think you're drinking a little too much, right? And then you get in an argument with your wife about it, and blah, 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 right? It just keeps spiraling out of control. At that point, you now have a battle to fight.
1: Right, you've, you've created one for you've, sure. You've yes. created one, but it's yeah. a
0: destructive one because you are not actively engaged in a purposeful battle.
1: I think that's a, absolutely the. It's the intentionality of having a purpose, 100%. right? Having a, a purpose to be focused on and to be working towards. Yes. And when a guy doesn't have that purpose, there's nothing that drives him, and so that I think that's. I mean, your example is great because that is the tendency that allows something like alcohol to creep in well is not a bad thing and we might be talking about this in a future podcast yeah there is a slippery slope with it potentially 100%. With right anything, with, with anything with anything anything can be abused right yes. any good thing can be yes done poorly well even proverbs says too much honey is not good for the stomach right, right? you're going to vomit it back up it exactly. is a good thing and a great but thing but too much of it is going to make you sick yes so when there's that lack of intentionality and purpose, you begin to slip into this mode where there's not the drive, there's not the ultimately care and will to do that thing that you should be doing. yeah, Because you haven't made it a priority. You haven't made it the focus and goal. And instead of climbing that mountain, you're just floating down the lazy river with a margarita in your hand yeah you and, know?
0: and ultimately a battle to fight an adventure to live a beauty to rescue these are all points of purpose right mm-hmm. there are north stars for you mm-hmm. to run after and if you don't define that i guarantee you your flesh hell and the devil will define it yeah, for you
1: culture will right certainly. culture
0: will culture will pick it out for you
1: yeah and so It'll distort it like nobody's business
0: yeah and and so every man has to define these things because it is something for him to chase. As men, we are designed to hunt and chase something down, and all of us will do it. All, every man right now, whether you are a believer or not, whether you're in a good spot or not, everybody's chasing something. Oh, yeah. Men are wired to hunt down and kill something. And whether it's something that is constructive and good or it's very destructive and bad for you, you're still going to hunt something down. And these. this is what I love about what John did here is he defined three big things that really men need to be going after. And the first one, a battle, like I would just ask you, and this is something I ask myself all the time, what, are you tr- what, what is the next level of something that you're trying to get victory in and progress? And there's what, And what fight are you actively involved in? Because yeah. I think some guys trick themselves into thinking, Oh, yeah, I have a battle I'm fighting. Cool. W- what does fighting look like then? And Well, I, don't, I mean, you know, okay. Is it
1: just getting up on time and getting yeah. to work? If you can't
0: define what the fight actually is, then you're not actively engaged in a battle. Mm-hmm. You're not. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least a, not a productive one that you actually know about. Because, like I said earlier, there's a, you're always going to be engaged in one, mm-hmm. whether, you, whether you want to be or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think so many guys are walking through life without a battle they're fighting we're going to get back to the rest of this episode in just a moment but first i had a question for you have you taken the 28 day on purpose husband challenge the 28 day on purpose husband challenge is a challenge and devotional that i wrote six years ago for men and thousands of men have now gone through the 28 day on purpose husband challenge and have absolutely transformed their marriage Every day comes with a devotional written specifically for you as a man to deepen your relationship with God and a challenge that you can do every single day to make your marriage even better. To go get your hands on a copy, head on over to ironsociety.co slash store and grab your book today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rest of this episode.
1: Well, and the creation mandate, yeah, the creation mandate, right? Yeah, to to uh, dominate and subdue the earth, right? Yeah. We're we're meant to work the earth, to, and and because of the fall, we're to toil in it, right? Yes. Like it's not going to be easy, yeah. And and while that's not the original plan, and someday it will be again for us yep. to you know live in the garden, so to speak, right? In this more perfect or a perfect world, yeah. In the meantime, we're to be about our father's business, yep, and that means to work, to toil, to have blisters, to yep. be exhausted, to need to be in a place of of humility. Yep. So we recognize that we need our, our Lord and Savior first and foremost to replenish our energy. I mean, that's yep. why he created us to need sleep. hundred percent. We need him. Yep. Right? Like yep. we are not omnipresent. We are not, you know, all knowing and, and all the things. We can't go on forever. We have a finite ability and ultimately I think you know, God's, you know, and all his wisdom has set it up in a place to where we have to recognize we can't do this on our own. Yeah. Right. And so we need to work and toil and also abide in him at the same time, mm-hmm. trust in him, trust in his plan. And as we go throughout our day working towards that specific goal that we're trying to obtain, uh, you know, and obviously, you know, some basics, right? Just provide for your family. Yeah. Uh, you know, take care of yourself. So so first and foremost, so you can continue yep. to be there for your family and those around you. Um, I think at the end of the day, there are many guys that want to do this, but don't take the first steps because they feel overwhelmed. We were talking, yeah. there was a guy on the call last night. It was just, yeah, just gets overwhelmed with all the things, yeah. right. He's overweight. He's working a hard job. He's like, man, I got to have enough food in me to be able to do the job, but you know, it's hot out and you know, I can't just, you know, and, and he just starts stacking up everything whether it's new employees or, you know, the, the misses and all, all the things, yeah. even though it's not so much that he can't handle, he begins to build it up in his head because he's looking at it all at once. Yeah. Instead of just taking a step at a time, working towards that goal.
0: Yeah. And that's where I think you have to, you might think, well, my whole life's a battle right now. Sure. I'm trying to pay the bills. I got a job I don't like. Yeah. Me and the missus aren't doing well. I'm trying to raise my kids. And, yeah,
1: it's a fight at every yeah, corner, It's like, every turn. Like,
0: yeah, and, and that, you can't define your entire life as a battle. You can't do that because, first of all, you're going to, I guarantee you, you're going to slip into some kind of victim mentality mm-hmm. at that point. You're just, oh, mm-hmm. everything's hard. Everything's mm-hmm. a battle. Mm-hmm. No. The world's like, against me. Yeah, the world's against No, shut up. No, it's not. Okay? But if you are in that spot and you're still listening after I just told you to shut up, good <laughs> on you. Uh, but sometimes you need people, you need somebody to tell you this because all your friends that just want to pat you on the back and be like, I'm praying for you. You're okay. No. You need another man that loves Jesus to say, dude, you're being a little baby. Your whole life is not falling apart. It's and, not all a battle.
1: And you're capable of more. Yes. That, that's the thing. It's, it's if you... Res, re, re, words? Yeah, words matter. Uh, if you resolve to be a victim,
0: yeah. you'll
1: stay a victim. 100%. Right? And, and if you're able to see yourself and be reminded that you're a son of the king, mm-hmm. right? You have authority. You have rights. You have the ability to draw upon the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead to empower you right you you are able to handle what life throws at you yes right god yep. says he's never give you more than you can handle because ultimately because he's he, he's the, with okay. you the bible actually i got that wrong that. i yes, know you got that wrong i know yes go ahead ding 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 time out
0: <laughs> <laughs> some, and you were, you were some just, of the
1: old school no, prosperity no, teaching yeah, my body you, no,
0: just, <laughs> i think you were just talking i think you were just, just talking rambling but I'm, i will correct it and get it nick and everybody in the iron society knows it's one of my things. If I hear something it's good. that is not correct, I will like on the spot call it. I'm not going to let you perpetuate it. Nope. But yes, the scripture does not say he will not give us more than we can handle. He will give us more than we can handle. Yes. Um, he will not tempt us beyond what we are like. He will and he will give us a way out. Right. Um, way so, through. A way through. Yes. And the way through is him. Mm-hmm. So, yes. That's what I'm getting at. Very often, God will give you more than you can handle. And it's very purposeful. Yes. Um,
1: because while it's it's more than we can handle it's not more than he can handle cuz again he's empowering us right? right so that's that's the thing when when you have a someone who cares about you or doesn't know you at all just calling you to more it's not because he sees you as a failure he what we're doing is we see the potential yes we see the god in you that yes. you have to recognize and only to accept and move forward in yes like it's 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 just a mind shift. Yes. You, you are capable, period. Yep. And most men
0: surround themselves with other men that are in the same place as them, so it becomes a big pity party, and who has the you know the best battle story of how hard their life is right mm-hmm, now, and mm-hmm. let's just all kumbaya and pray for each other, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, yeah, part of that's cool. Part of that is reality, but sometimes you need to get around some other dudes that are like, hey, dude, you're being a wimp. You're being a baby. and But here's the thing, the big picture thing. If you just think of your entire life as a battle, okay, cool. There might be a lot of hard things in it, but even what we told the guy on the call last night, I started asking some questions and was like, what's the big domino we can get after here? Yeah. Instead of looking at everything and being overwhelmed, what's the one thing that we can charge and could be the battle we fight that will give us the biggest ROI so that you can fight all the other things. And it'll
1: begin to affect all the other things. Yes. This one thing and will have an effect on a lot of things. And
0: for him, I mean, he weighs 315 pounds right now. He's mm-hmm. a big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, hey, what if, we, what if we rip 40, 50 pounds off you? What, what, what do you think that would do? And he oh, went man. back and said, when I actually weighed that much before, I had way more energy, more mental clarity, all this stuff. And I'm like. Confidence. Confidence. How do you think that would affect all these other areas? He's like, oh, bro, I'd blow it out of the water. Cool. We just identified your big domino. Let's attack it. Yeah. Right? So that's the battle to fight. So the question for you is, what is the battle you're fighting? Second, an adventure to live. I wrote a note on this because for me, for a long time, I, when I would hear a battle to fight and an adventure to live... Those two, like, they're so close to each other. Kind of synonymous. Like they're, yeah, and, but they're not actually synonymous, yeah. right? But they almost feel like they could be. Mm. So a battle is something that you're fighting for victory in, okay. right? An adventure... Is something you are striving for, a new mountaintop to get to, something that excites you, mm. right? Like, what is, the, what is the mountain you're climbing to, to get the next gorgeous view, right? Then if you're not necessarily trying to get victory in something. You're getting to the next level in something. It's another experience. It's another, it's another level of life.
1: It's life-giving. It is life-giving. I think is what yes. I would kind of sum it up as, yes. you know, that thing that charges you. Yes. That energizes you, that yep. enables you to push harder because you're excited about it. Yeah. Deep down in your heart, you've got this fire to go, all right, let's let's go one more because yep. this is the goal. And if I just get over this next peak, I'm gonna have this epic view or or yep. you know, whatever. So yeah, yeah I, I I think that's a good distinction between the two for sure.
0: But yeah, and and I think what we have to be careful with in this is A lot of men would be like, oh, my next adventure to live is like, you know, this elk hunt that I'm going on. Like, Mm -hmm. that's my next adventure, Mm -hmm. you know, and or it's this the, the thing we have to be careful with is the adventure that we live, I believe. As we get to that next level and it's something that pushes us and excites us and motivates us to get to the outcome of it has to produce fruit that other people can partake of. Mm. Otherwise, it is, I think, it, it, it falls too, too far sighted on the, a selfish pursuit, right? So for, for you, I'm going to use you as an example. Um, I don't know whether you would consider this a battle you're fighting or an adventure you're living. I would put it in the adventure category. But two years ago, you moved, you uprooted your entire family, moved them on to, moved them to Montana and bought a piece of land and have been developing that land, You're building, your mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. I mean, backbreaking work, right? I, I would put that in the category of it's an adventure you're living, right? And it, it's requiring a ton of work from you. It's requiring a ton of diligence, right? It's making you a better man. It's teaching you. It's growing you. But at the end of the day, the fruit that's going to come from that adventure is not just for you. It's literally a house for your entire family.
1: I mean, there's, there's been fruit already. I mean, that, that's just it. I think even along the way, the journey to the goal of an adventure is, is, can be breathtaking along the way and can learn so much along the way. I mean, you know, as you said it, we, we bought a raw piece of land and figuring out all the things, you know, I've built a house before, but you know, now I've got two kids and I get to bring them along in the process Mm -hmm. and they get to see how it works and and so on and so forth. And so. You know, there's there's lots of learning opportunities and lessons uh, throughout the season. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, we we moved for reasons that you know more than just a change of scenery. Yeah. There was there were some yep. big implications of why we moved and you know, we get to stand upon those principles and, and the resolve that we have to kind of put our money where our mouth is, in a yep. sense, you know, and, yep. and create a, a life for a family. You know, and then you know in the house obviously Everyone needs a house to to live in and whatnot but our concept is to build a place that we can have people over, 100%. right? And people yeah. people stay over, come come have some refuge, you know, come come be a part of our environment for a season or for a while and get some refuge and get restored and you know, let this be a place for for more than just us, you know.
0: Yeah. And I think I think the other important thing to think about when it comes to an adventure to live is a lot of people when we think of an adventure to live, it's like okay, it's just about the next mountaintop, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think the adventure that we live is solely about the view that we get when we get there, but it's the person that we, come, that we become on the path to the mountaintop, right? Sure. And I think ultimately that is why we have to be very particular with the adventures that we choose to live because not all adventures will make you a better person. It's just about the destination, but the process of getting there is not forging something new in you. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. but I think adventures have to pull you toward it, right? It's that thing that's just like, Oh man, this is so exciting. This is an adventure I'm living. Right. And for me right now, it's like, it's building and growing the iron society with you. You know, it's, it's all of this stuff. If it's seen the life change in men and all this, and it's scary at times. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh man, like, I wonder how this is going to work out. I wonder what's going to happen in four months. Like, I wonder where we're going to be then, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's this adventure that's like, no, it's just so, it's like pulling my soul.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: And it, and it's, it, it creates a fire in you Mm -hmm. um, that is, uh, is it's different than the battle, right? I think the battle evokes like this visceral, like I'm going to fight. And I, I feel like the adventures that we choose put a fire in your soul to move forward every day with a slightly different mindset,
1: mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. makes sense.
0: And, and every man needs it. So the question again is what is the adventure that you're living? Right. And, um, <laughs> I, years ago I redefined ADD. Um, I think a lot of men have ADD and mm-hmm. it's adventure deficit disorder. <laughs> um, their lives are so boring, right? Um, if your life consists of, <clears throat> Waking up, going pee, eating breakfast, drinking coffee, going to a job you don't like, coming home and just kind of getting through the night and doing it five days a week and then living for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just say it, your life sucks like that. That's terrible. Um, like if that is the summation of your life.
1: I mean, right? you're going to call that the grind for it, sure. Yeah. Now
0: And for a season, for a season. Sure. Right. Okay, cool. If you've been living that way one, two, three, five, 10 years, not cool. Hey, one last thing before we finish this episode. How would your life change if you had a band of brothers around you at all times that can encourage you, that could challenge you, that would pray for you, and they would call you to being all that God has created you to be? My guess is your life would be different in every single way. You as a man would be better. Your marriage would be better. Your relationship with your kids would be better. And you would finally start to win and thrive as the man of God that you are. So if that sounds like something you would want to do, I want to offer you a free two-week trial inside the Iron Society Brotherhood. Go ahead and head on over to ironsociety.co slash free trial and you can get in the Brotherhood for two weeks to see how it can absolutely change your life. like. Like, God has created you for so much more than just waking up, going to a job, coming home, and having a weekend. And some people would say, well, that's just me being a hard worker and being diligent. And Sure. Like, what about when the Bible says, like, live a quiet, peaceful life. I get it. I get it. However, I will also challenge you in that I think a lot of people point to that one verse. In scripture,
1: <laughs> like it's one verse. Yeah. You missed, missed a whole lot, a <laughs> whole lot of others, right?
0: You missed, you point out one well, verse, all the
1: examples out there, right? Like you look at King David, you know, yeah. where he started, right? I mean, yeah. adventure after adventure, after adventure.
0: Yeah. You know, people that change the men that change the
1: world do not live and, quiet and lives. Battle after battle at the same time. Yes. Yeah.
0: And, and when I don't want to get into the hermeneutics of that verse right now, but I'm going to challenge you in that. If that is your life, You were made for so much more than just grinding five days a week and living for the weekend Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so much more. And that is not, that's not, Oh, that's, you're talking like that. Like that's like some American dream prosperity, this, that, the other. No, that's like, I believe the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you Mm -hmm. and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So if I combine those two things, how do we get that plus that equals grinding five days a week and just living for the weekend? Yeah. I, I don't see it. Yeah. Like what is the adventure that you're living? Right. And then the last one, the beauty to rescue. We got, whew, we got four minutes. Oh man. Oh geez. Four minutes. Okay. Beauty to rescue. And I, I mean, I'll give my quick thought on this and then I don't know what you think, but, um, if you're not constantly pursuing your wife and having great sex with your wife all the time, or as much as able, because I know there's, you know there's conditions and stuff. Um, you are either currently, A, addicted to porn, mm. or masturbating all the time, or you're getting ready to head into that. Mm. Or you've already messed your marriage up way bad, and, you, and you've just stopped pursuing your wife. You must be pursuing your bride. She is your beauty. Otherwise, you will pursue other beauties. And, I, and I'm not just saying this because of my thought. Like, I know guys that are so addicted to porn, they're like, man, but my, and my sex life sucks with my wife. Weird. My wife doesn't trust me. Weird, bro. <laughs> like, wow.
1: Funny how that works. <laughs> right? Like,
0: Ah, like, oh, man, I, I can't believe that. You know, yep. like if, you, how are you pursuing your wife? And this is why I got a text last Wednesday. Somebody asked me to lead worship for something. I love our church. I love serving. It's part of my values is to serve. No, it's Wednesday night, dude. You know what Wednesday night is? That's date night for me. Mm-hmm. You're, no, mm-hmm. I'm pursuing my bride. Yep. Right. Um, we have to be
1: pursuing our bride all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And not letting our foot off the gas.
1: And pursuing, I mean, in other words, you know, just dating, right? Yeah. And what did you do do when you were dating, when you were courting your wife? We were spending all kinds of time together. You were spending time? Yeah. You were spending money? Yep. You were flirting with her? 100%. You were, you were writing sappy yeah. love notes to her? Like, mm-hmm. just because you got married... And started reaping some of the extra benefits at that point. Let's say you were getting laid.
0: Let's (laughs) let's just
1: be super. You were practicing making babies. (laughs) Yeah. Once you actually got married and were able to get laid all the time, that doesn't mean you let your foot off the gas. It doesn't mean that stuff stops, right? And I'm guilty of getting "quote unquote" busy. Yeah. Right, and having this workload that causes me to, you know, even this season right now, right? Like, I'm working a job, doing this, I'm building a house. Yep. And when I say building a house, I'm not just project managing, like yeah, contracting. I'm doing it, right? So it's really easy for me to get tunnel vision as I jump from one thing to the other and just am so focused on it to where I come in at the end of the night and I'm exhausted. Yeah. And instead of having a good conversation with my bride or, or whatever, like I'm ready to just wolf some food down yeah. and be done for the night, right? But yeah. there's an aspect and that's why I'm trying to set myself up in a, in a better way where I'm getting up in the morning, getting my blood flowing, getting to the gym, getting a good workout in yep. and attacking some things and kind of doing some time blocking and management with that yeah. to where at the end of the night, I'm still able to function and focus in a way and not give my, my bride what's left, yep. but still able to give her my best yes. is the hope, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's what I think so many of us fall into. Yeah. Is you know we get done pursuing our bride after you know we've 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 gotten her yep getting married and then it's like well now now she's mine so uh, somehow we 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 you know and I don't think it's a it's a conscious thing that we yep. decide oh, no. right then and there I think just over time it's well I don't need to retain her with any of this somehow because yeah. she signed up for it and yeah. now she's stuck with me and it's like the reality is is you know. While, while in God's eyes, that union can't be broken, you look at Christian marriages today, and there's no difference between the divorce rate between a non-Christian and a Christian, yep. sadly, yep. you know, so yeah. don't think that it can't happen. Yeah,
0: so, and right now, we're at about the time where I think my camera is going to stop recording, so whenever this shuts off, YouTube, I love you guys, but you can go listen to the rest of this on... Spotify, iTunes, because I want to keep talking about this for a couple minutes. I don't want to short just the audio listeners because of the video. I'll get the video stuff figured out. Um, but the beauty to rescue piece for me, I look at I look at these three right: a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. And I and that's the order that John wrote it in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I if I was to rewrite this, I would rewrite it. In this order, a beauty to rescue, an adventure to live, a battle to fight. And the reason I believe that is if you are a married Christian man and, and your marriage is not dialed in, it makes almost every other area of your life less effective and impotent. Sure because you're always you're always thinking in the back of your head about getting out of home or not wanting to go back home because you don't want to argue fight it's just mm-hmm. like it's so chaotic it's so hectic mm-hmm. because you haven't pursued your wife in a way where you guys have a great marriage and relationship and I'm not I don't I don't mean that you guys don't have your ups and downs yeah. um and like some arguments here or there whatever right but I, if you don't have that dialed in you're going to use the battle to fight and the adventure to live as an escape to get away from doing that.
1: Well, and how much better are those adventures and even how much stronger are you in the battle when you've got your partner next to you standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder, right? Yeah.
0: And, and that's when, I mean one thing Steph tells me all the time whenever I come up with these big old crazy, even last night when we were talking about this thing, because I was joking. I'll just tell you guys, we're going to be making some changes to the Iron Society. Maybe. I don't know. I I just said we will be, but I really don't know because the the Lord spoke to me. But I was trying to explain something to her, and I had to use an analogy about starting a church. And I was like, we're not starting a church. We're not starting a church. And she laughed. and was like, okay, good. But she's even told me in the past, she's like, whatever crazy idea the Lord gives you that you know it's the Lord, I'll go. Absolutely, like I'll go. I'll I'll be right by your side. I'll be your biggest fan, your biggest cheerleader. We'll do it together. And the sad reality is, is not every man has that. No, right? Like I even look at, I look at Jess, and I'm like, dude, Jess is like, I, I, my wife would not do what your wife is doing.
1: Well, that's how I knew it was of the Lord that we were to move and and do this building again because you know we built a house twelve plus years ago, but it was just her and I, three kids, right, in a travel trailer on site. Building for nine months, you know we're here. We chose to build a little bigger, and the contractors around a here a little bigger, a little bigger. Eh, I mean, it's not that You're much. You're building bigger. Noah's Ark. <laughs> well, <dude>. you know, <laughs> like- <laughs> the last one was thirty-seven twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the reality is, is I'm doing more of it myself, so it's taking longer. Yeah, right. And there, just there's multiple facets, right? But it, it not only was it build another house, it was moved to an entire new state where we knew nobody. Yeah. And have no resources. I don't have all my homie hookups, right? Yeah. I don't have all my contacts to be able to draw upon. Yep. Or my buddies to come get, lend a hand. You know, I'm moving, uprooting, starting, you know, the kids in new school and, and all the things. You know, everything's more complicated. For those of you that don't know, my wife does not like to be cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she does not do the cold well. And for her to go, I'm down to move to... Kalispell, Montana, where the elevation, what are we at? 3,000 3, feet here? I mean, it's cold. It gets cold. It gets cold. Now, saving grace is it's much drier here than where we're from. And so yeah. the cold isn't the same as what she experienced there when it was 40 and wet. You know, when it's 20 and, yeah. and dry here, it's actually quite doable. But all in all, <clears throat> quick story when I proposed to her, it was on the side of Mount Rainier on christmas eve in i don't know how many feet of snow because that <laughs> happened to be where while we were dating we took our siblings up to go sledding and we actually snuck in our first kiss up on that mountain nice and i wanted to go back to that place where that intimacy started yeah and propose to her there in part to kind of poke the bear a little bit cuz i knew she didn't re- she wouldn't really want to go there that yeah. that's not high on her hey what do you want to do today Oh, I don't know. I want to go stand in
0: four stand feet of snow. Of mountain.
1: That, that's not like her idea of, <laughs> of fun. So, I in kind of ingest, I wanted to propose to her. And how I did it is I actually had a uh, like this big, thick, like think like Bible thick book on Maui. Yeah. And I cut a square hole into the book and put um, a ring box in there. Cool. And she opened it up and I proposed. And I want to take you here to somewhere warm yeah. as my wife. Yeah. Right. So, all that to say, the fact that she was down to uproot our entire lives and move to not the coldest place possible, but to her it might as well have been. I knew that was God. You know, when she was down for that, I knew that was confirmation for me that okay, I'm. Yeah, this is what the Lord's got for us. Yeah, because you know, I was walking away from a job in, in the fire service that I've been working towards, mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, it was huge. It was absolutely yeah. life altering for us. And, and for our kids as well, for our family and our, our legacy, so yeah and you know
0: the, the importance of being of pursuing your bride like as an example to why I think it's the most important thing and you can you can back this up in the iron society, everybody comes in, in different places with different needs and different spots where they're starting to grow from. the dudes that are fighting for their marriage and pursuing their bride because they don't want to lose their marriage. Those are the dudes that I see. It's hard for them to pursue anything else or to think about anything else until that, until they Mm -hmm. have made some progress there. Sure. Right. Like I, they're growing spiritually. They're growing in brotherhood and community. They're growing individually, but it's like they can't, they can't even think about this job thing or this or that either, because this other part is weighing so heavy on them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reality is they're faced with potentially actually losing their marriage, Yeah, that, that's who you're talking about, those types of guys that are, are faced with that, that stark reality that if I don't you know, I'm sure in their head, it's like, if I don't shape up, yeah, I'm going to lose my marriage, right and so Their back's against the wall. They're needing to actually respond now and repair the damage that they've done over many, many years. And they're trying to figure out, okay, what does this look like? And, And I think, to your point, there's an aspect that each man has to come to grips with that he put too much focus in other areas. Oh, totally. Right? Instead of investing and continuing to invest in his bride. Yep. And to pursue her and to love her well and, and to show her that and, she's safe and so on and so and forth. And that's why I say I, I
0: would put it first. Because yeah. if it's not first, all the battle to fight and the, and the adventure to live, those could be really cool looking things. But again, they could be totally selfish. And if that is not the foundation of pursuing your bride and rescuing that beauty over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. those are going to be the very things that you kind of will put the most righteous covering on. And say well i'm I'm doing this for my family I'm yeah. doing this for my yeah. kids and but you're destroying this relationship over there
1: yeah there's no way Jess would have moved here if I hadn't have spent the previous you know we, we just celebrated 20 years so the moved here two years ago. so the previous 18 years of marriage if I wouldn't have invested in her to have her be able to trust trust in me and, yeah. and work alongside me and, and us be united as one front you know there's no way she would have gone on this adventure, this battle to, yeah. to, to change things. So, yep.
0: And I'll, I'll tell you, listen to me, guys. If you do not have, and I'll just make it super, super easy for you to make this delineation and decision. If you don't have a thriving, healthy marriage, you need to get your butt in the Iron Society. And I'm, that's where I will draw the line. If it's not healthy and thriving and vibrant, if it's anything under that, You need to reach out and you need to get your butt in the iron society. The reason being, you are going to be stunted in every area of your life until you get that dialed in. And if you don't get that dialed in, it's not getting any better. It's not. It is not going to get any better. You might think it will. You might think time heals all wounds. No, it doesn't. Mm-mm. Time will make wounds fester and get infected. Yeah. Okay? You need to fix your marriage. And I see guys and you see guys coming in the Iron Society doing just that. And, and it's not that we are marriage therapists. Nope. It's not that we give you a 90-day action plan to fix your friggin' marriage. It's because you come in the Iron Society and we fix you. Mm-hmm. We transform you. And then that new man goes into that marriage and, oh my gosh, all of a sudden the marriage starts to change.
1: Right? What well, was one of the wife's statements? I finally have a, you know, we, yeah, our, our family
0: finally we has
1: go. a leader now. Yep.
0: Like, come on. Yep. And, and that can be you. So I'm just telling you. If, if your marriage is not healthy, thriving, and vibrant, if it's anything below that, you need to get your butt in the iron society, stop making excuses, stop thinking it's going to get better, stop thinking everything's going to be okay, and that you'll figure it out. Listen to me. If, if that was the case, you would have already done it by now. Yep. And on top of that, I just want to be incredibly honest with you. The divorce rates in the church are not very much different. They are slightly better slightly, like percentage points better.
1: Not enough the, to go home and talk about.
0: It's a negligible difference. Yeah. If you, you need to do something now in order to save your family and stop trying to trick yourself into thinking you're okay and it's going to be okay. And I'm not trying to be, you know, some doom and gloom person. I'm telling you, for the past 20 years, I've watched literally hundreds of men Wreck their marriages and lives,
1: who all thought it's going to be okay. And not just average Joes, right? No. Watching men of great stature. Yes. Right? Th- men that you think have it together. Yeah. Outside looking in, you're going, this guy's dialed. Yep. And yet he's been doing it alone. Yep. He's isolated himself. And man, in that environment, good things don't happen. No. They just don't. No. They may look like it for a season and he might be able to fake it till he makes it but it doesn't actually make it. Nope. And all of a sudden you hear about, you know, them splitting or mm-hmm. this affair or what have you. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. This whole lone wolf thing isn't really a successful model. Yeah.
0: And that's why some right? people are like, well, I never saw that coming. <laughs> and, and I've been around the block enough now yeah. to where I'm sitting back. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I
0: called that eight months ago. Mm-hmm. I called that a year and a half ago. Mm hmm. Right. And sadly, there are friends that I had, there are, and I they don't live by me anymore. There's friends that have gotten divorced in the last multiple of them in the past 18 months that I literally looked in the face and told, if you don't change this, this, and this, your marriage is going, it's going to be non-existent anymore. And they looked back at me and said, no, I don't, I don't need your help. I don't need this stuff. I'm going to, we're going to be okay. And then yeah. Within eighteen months, I saw three different couples. All of these couples are believers.
1: Yep. All of their marriages ended. Mm. All of them. And it's heartbreaking because it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't, right? And the the enemy wins. Yeah. When that happens, I mean that's that's the goal, right? Yep. Because if you're not working and striving and thriving together, if he can get you separated, hundred percent. What I mean, you're you're. I hate to say it, but useless. Yep. In some regard, because you're so focused on yourself and your trauma and the chaos that that's been created out of that yeah you know now you're trying to dual parent and all i mean just the the amount of heartache and trouble that it creates is just it's so much that you now are you're taken out of the game you're not effective for the kingdom at all anymore yeah
0: and and it and not forever
1: you know, if, yeah, if you're no, in I mean, spot, I'm talking for a season. Like, f- yes, there's redemption. It just makes it extremely hard. God's, God's a, a God of redeeming people and, and, yeah. and using people that have messed up and whatnot, but man, it's going to be a hard road back. It, it is. It's going to be a very hard road. <sighs> yeah. And
0: so, guys, listen, just freaking, freaking listen to me, okay? Gosh, if, if your marriage is anything less than thriving, vibrant, and healthy, and you have not been pursuing your bride and you have not been rescuing the beauty, you, Need help. You need a brotherhood to come around you, to support you, to challenge you, and like we did earlier, slapping the face until you're being a little wimpy baby. Okay, and you need the framework that we give you in the Iron Society to make things better. End of story. That's the end of my quote sales pitch, which is more or less just an encouragement to you because I I I I hate seeing people get divorced. I hate it. I absolutely hate it because it doesn't just affect you; it affects your kids. It affects the community around you. It affects mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, battle to fight, adventure to live, beauty to rescue. If you're married, you, you have your beauty to rescue right in front of you. Ask yourself, how are you doing that? Um, how often are you going on date nights? And how often are you writing the notes? How often are you pinching her butt in the kitchen? And, you know, all of that. How healthy is your sex life? Every opportunity. <laughs> Every opportunity. Dude, our kids, are like, because Elijah's getting older now. He's, like, almost 13, and Judah's, you know, 12 there it's it's great because like my goal at this point now is to basically make my kids feel awkward <laughs> because they i'm still sneaking to me they, they
1: understand that's funny you know um and uh
0: that's that's my goal right now make my
1: kids feel awkward <laughs> but at the same time like how healthy is that to see their parents of, of how many years now 14 married is like they they still love each other and yeah. there's there's still this playfulness and there's still this this healthy admiration, adoration for one another yeah. and infatuation with one another. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that should be my, mo- I mean, that's, that's part of what's so great about a, having a husband and a wife in a home, you know, yep. parenting together is yeah. the kids get to see how that, what that should look like, what that healthy relationship can and should look like yep. in a home for when they, you know, reach that point in their life. So yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah.
0: And that's where I, that's, I told Steph, Early on, man, I'm like, look, I'm gonna, I will pursue you every day of my life, and some days I'll probably do a better job at it than others, sure. But I will always pursue you, um, and I want to, and I told her early on, I said I want to have a marriage that people could be around us all the time, in public and in private, in our home, at church, whatever, and that they would look at our marriage and be like, dude, you, you guys are the same wherever you're at, sure. Like you are con- like what you see is what you get with the Chapman's, you know. Um, because I I think living living that way, you just don't have to hide anything. Yeah, like you don't have to hide anything, and it's just so incredibly freeing. So, anyways, I like it. Battle live, uh, battle a battle a battle to fight, adventure to live, you you to rescue. You need those three things in your life. If you don't have them, define them, create them, start getting after it. Um, yeah. So I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We gonna say something.
1: I was. I think the nugget I'll add there is, is just tying it back to the identity code, yeah. right? Those three things can only truly be defined once you know who you are. Yep. And without very clear calculated version of, of who you are, what you value and how you're going to show up, it's really difficult to figure out the battle you're supposed to be fighting. The, yeah. the venture you're supposed to be on. And even witch bride, you know, or not witch bride, that's not bad. Yep. <laughs> even, even the beauty that you're, you're supposed to be rescuing, right? Like there's, there's too many factors in this world. There's too many outside voices. There's too much the culture would tell you should be. Yeah. If, if you don't have in concrete who you are and what you value for you to really know What you're supposed to be about.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would even, I would say, I don't even, I don't know so much if the identity code would be the thing that helps you define those things. It's the thing that actually helps you pursue those things because I, I could define my battle, my adventure and my beauty. But what the identity code does, when I look at it, I'm like, it tells you how you're going to fight. It tells you how, when you, when in the fight, when you do get knocked down and discouraged, how are you going to bounce back? Yeah. With your wife, how are you going to pursue her? That right? would be the protocol so section. I, I sure. think it's, yeah, I think it is a, it's a, it's a marrying of the two. They marry very well together. Absolutely. Um, because when you do, yes, when you take the identity code and you define those other objectives, you just basically said, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm going to do it, and who I'm going to be in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that kind of a man, yeah, that kind of a man's an unstoppable dude. That's the word I was going to use. Unstoppable. And that's why, literally, I mean, some guys come to the Iron Society, and it's just like, eh, it's like this, I paid for it because like, I just wanted to be a part of something, you know. And they're just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, like they're just kind of like put half-heartedly doing it, right?
1: And the majority of the time, those guys are typically the guys that take forever to produce their code.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, but the guys that jump in, like, to the friggin' deep end, get their code done, and start jumping into the culture of the Iron Society, mm-hmm. those dude, like, dude, they just start becoming unstoppable. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. The evidence of of change and grace in their life oh, is man. just overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you see it physically. You see it even in their mental game, yeah. right? Their spiritual game. And, and, and in their marriage, you start to see you know, results that weren't there previously. Yeah. 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 So,
0: good. all right. Well, you guys, I believe in you. I want the best for you. And, um, man, thanks so much for hanging out with us. I know if you're listening here on audio, you got way more than YouTube did
1: because... Maybe that could be a thing. It'll be like the, the behind this, the... Scenes extended version. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Maybe. Who knows? All right, guys. Well, until next week, we'll talk to you later. Out. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.